This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, May 20th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. We're doing another one of our live broadcasts on Friday morning. So we're here uh, broadcasting, and you know, for, for our live audience, live watch, watchers and listeners. And then uh, we have another Friday guest with us this week. We're joined by Justin Mason of Rotographs. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing fantastically. It's a little early on in California, but uh, uh, it's always good to talk to some baseball. Yeah, you're, you're West Coast like me. We're up a little bit early to, to do these live chats in the broadcast. But uh, it's good to get this podcast out for people looking uh, at, at Friday stuff, looking at these these Friday games. Uh, Justin, you write here at Rotographs. Um, what do you do here at Rotographs, and then uh, what else do you do uh, baseball-wise? Well, at Rotographs, I cover the AL outfield kind of uh, beat, um, and I'm also more of the non-analytical type, so I tend to write things... Uh, that I think are a little bit humorous uh, and give my information from a less than analytical viewpoint than most people. Uh, I also sometimes write social commentary pieces. I just wrote a piece on Matt Bush Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, went up uh, on Wednesday that is uh, pretty well received so far, surprisingly. I saw that. I I really like that. You know, definitely a personal element to it that was pretty cool, which I think definitely goes into the whole Matt Bush thing. You know, there's a lot around that and 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 it's good to get that flavor over at at Rotographs. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. glad you can join us. We're going to be looking at uh, DFS stuff for for Friday. Uh, and as usual, there's plenty of options. There's no day game, which means there's 15 games in the evening. There's plenty. Um, Brad, what's your immediate takeaway from this slate before we dive right into it? Is there anything that that looks weird to you for Friday? I wouldn't say there's too much looking weird. Uh, keep an eye on the Cincinnati game. I really wanted to use Mariners tonight, but that's looking like a postponement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather reports for the other 14 games look nice and clear, so uh, that should be the only one that's really a problem. Yeah. Uh, if it does clear up, the Mariners look excellent tonight. I'm going to be ignoring them for the purposes of this podcast, but uh, Eddie Mariners tonight if they're playing. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on that. That's always a thing is to, to look at the, the weather. But, but yeah, I agree. If you can pick on – Dan Straley's okay, but if you can pick on that Reds bullpen, it's – I feel like we say it every day, but but it's worthwhile yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. What else could you say? It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> they're, they're not good. Um, and, Brad, you'll be doing uh, the Daily Grind Invitational as well today, right? Yes. Uh, it's already half-filled, so get your, your entry in quickly if you're listening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's looking like a good day for over on DraftKings. Uh, there's even some aces that are kind of affordable. Uh, yeah. Garrett Cole's 8,700, uh, so you can pair him with Jake Arrieta. Except don't do that because I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, if you want to play along with Brad and, and other Rotographs listeners, that's uh, the link is up on uh, in, in the Fangraphs post, and you know Brad will be tweeting that. You can find it and you can come play along, but. But those are pretty fun way to get involved. Um, let's go ahead and get started here uh, for Friday. Uh, Brad, I'll let you take it away. We're going to start at Catcher. Uh, where do you think, you don't have to show all your cards, but where do you think you might be going uh, at Catcher for Friday? So I was looking at some cheaper catchers today. Uh, just just thinking about the aces that are out there, I'm probably going to be using one of them, uh, whether it's Arietta Cole, uh, even Aaron Nola. Uh, so Catcher's usually a good place to go a little cheaper. And... Two of the main guys I'm looking at, uh, either Evan Gaddis, uh, the power threat up against Colby Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 
a, a reasonable price on FanDuel at least at 2700 and he's also, uh, I'll say, a very volatile pick. Uh, it's, you're basically going to get either a home run or very little from him. That's kind of how he plays. Uh, it's uh, an all-power profile. Mm-hmm. If you prefer something a little safer, uh, we always talk about Francisco Cervelli, high-floor guy, uh, very reliable day-to-day, and uh, should be reliable again today against Eddie Butler. Yeah, kind of the opposite of Gaddis, you know. <laughs> yeah, not very, quite very much the opposite. Yeah, He costs 200 more on FanDuel, but you can expect to get something out of him. Really good for a 50-50 or a cash game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, and he gets, you know... Uh, Eddie Butler, so I think that's an, an okay matchup for him. Um, yeah, uh, Justin, where are you thinking of going to catcher? Did you have either of those two guys, and, and who else did you have? Uh, I, I didn't have either of those two guys. I, uh, I'm i looking at Jan Gomes uh, against Clay Buckholtz today, because anytime you can go up against Clay Buckholtz, yeah. uh, it, it's a really nice day to stack Indians, in my opinion. So uh, I really like uh, I really like Gomes. Uh, I know Dan... Or, uh, Norris has been really, really bad this year mm-hmm. uh, in San Diego, but he traditionally murders left uh, left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. So, and he's only three thousand dollars on DraftKings, so he might be a guy I roll out in some kind of GPP plays. Um, and then, I it, it seems silly, and it is, and it's probably some homerism. But Buster Posey's like twenty eight hundred dollars, and I know he's going. I mean, even if you don't get much from him because he's going up against Arietta at home. Uh, it, it's just so well worth the price that uh, he'll definitely be in a few of my lineups. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to ignore at 2800 It's Arietta. I get why it's so cheap, but but I would agree. That's hard to ignore. Yeah, the, the only reason to stay away from Buster Posey tonight on DraftKings is because you're using Arietta. Yeah. Uh, if you're not using him, he's almost an auto-lock, uh, even against such a good pitcher, against a good bullpen. Uh, he's way too talented for that price tag. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, I had Norris against Casimir because Norris has been bad, but I agree, he usually hits lefties, and uh, it's not like Casimir has been lighting the world on fire. You know, it's not a it's not a scary lefty, so I, I'm okay with that matchup as well. Um, I had uh, I had Miguel Montero getting Jake Peavy. Miguel Montero's back has some pop, and Jake Peavy's okay. It's not a great park for it, I, I understand, but I think you can pick on Peavy, especially with a lefty. And then um, the other name I had that we didn't mention, I have Wilson Ramos getting Justin Nicolino. Wilson Ramos has started the year well. He'd actually, um, not big splits there this year, not really hitting lefties, but and Justin Nicolino's left-handed, but oh my goodness, is Nicolino not very good. He's a bad lefty. Um, so it, he's bad enough uh, in control number, numbers. I mean, he's a 3.7 ERA. I don't buy that even a little bit. Uh Way more no. walks than strikeouts. If I count right now, it looks like 11 walks to 4 strikeouts. I can't even believe that's real. Those are the numbers. But uh, Nicolino's not very good. Uh, yeah, it's real and it's consistent with the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the control numbers are bad. The 3.7 ERA, 3.75 ERA is a mirage. So part of me, like, I started to look at the left-right splits for Wilson Ramos. But it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Nicolino's not very good. So uh, if you believe in uh, in Ramos so far, and I think a lot of us do, uh, he's been good in the past, and, and he seems okay so far. Uh, I'm okay with that matchup. Um, Brad, did you have any catchers that we did not get to? My wild card pick for tonight would be Alex Avila mm-hmm. up against Dylan G at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Uh, Avila hasn't really done much this year. Uh, You're mostly hoping maybe he finally gets into one against uh, 
pitchers, not so great. Mm-hmm. And at a ballpark that's really friendly to home runs. He's very cheap on FanDuel in particular, $2,000. It's the minimum. Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned, catcher is usually a good place to go a little cheaper, and Avila might be the guy to do it with. Sure. Um, Justin, do you have anybody that we didn't mention? Um, you know, if, if you're looking kind of off the map, uh, I, I really like Cameron Root. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying his last name uh, correctly, but uh, at one point this season he had the highest uh, average exit velocity coming off of his bat, uh, and he gets Matt Whistler at home, you know, in the uh, small bar ballpark in Philadelphia. So I don't know if he'll be starting. They may start Ruiz, but uh, if he is, he's kind of a good punt play. Yeah, uh, Cameron Ruff is interesting for sure. The Phillies lineup's also interesting. Uh, I'm interested in Matt Whistler. Trying to figure out what to do there exactly because he's been bad in the past, but he seems to maybe be getting together. But I don't know, so I don't think it's crazy to pick on him at all. And Cameron Rupp's interesting if he gets in. Um, Justin, you want to get us started at first base? Where do you think you're going at first base? I think in a, the majority of my leagues, I'm going to either go with one of the Indian first basemen. Okay. Uh, you know, Nap- Napoli and uh, Santana both uh, hit well against right-handed pitching. Again, getting Clay Buckholtz. Uh, and, and I really like the price. It allows you to save some money for some either upper-tier pitching or some upper-tier kind of uh, hitting options. Uh, or if you want to go mu- even cheaper than that, I like C.J. Cron um, mm-hmm. at home. So uh, he, he's a guy that's going to be extremely cheap in both DraftKings and FanDuel uh, that uh, is good against right-handed pitching. Right, and he gets Mike Wright, and I assume you're just not worried about Mike Wright and his five ERA or whatever. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, any time you get get to go up against a guy with a five ERA, it's a, a pretty nice situation. So, uh, yeah. and you know, if you're looking for a contrarian play, very few people are going to be throwing C.J. Cron into their lineup. Yeah, I, I think that's a fine matchup. It's not a very popular lineup right now, you know, and he's not even a popular hitter in the first place. But he can hit, you know. There's some pop there, so I think that's a fine sneaky pick. Uh, Brad, what about you? What do you think for first base? Uh, at the top of the pool, I, I really like Anthony Rizzo's matchup against Jake Peavy. I think that's going to be, in terms of raw matchup quality, one of the best. Uh, obviously got AT&T Park in play. Uh, not a good place for left-handed power or any power for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, you're mostly looking at him as a high-floor guy, uh, someone who can get multiple hits, walks, I even get hit by pitches. Uh, he still has enough power to escape that park if uh, you know he gets a cookie. I also had uh, Carlos Santana and Mike Napoli as two guys I'll be targeting towards the bottom end of the pool. And uh, also like John Jaso up against Eddie Butler. Yeah, yeah. I have Jaso. You've kind of sold me on these high floor uh, uh, Pirates guys. Cervelli and Jaso kind of go together <laughs> as, as, you know. Yeah, maybe... they're, they're definitely favorites of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I like that they're just, they're, they're so... They're cheap every time, and you're getting something out of them. Uh, so often when you have to use a cheap player, it's you know, someone like Marcus Semien, mm. uh, who you know, maybe you'll get something out of him, but more often than not, it's going to be a zero. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like guys like Jason and Cervelli who will give you something every time. Absolutely. Um, I had... how, how, how dare you uh, disparage sitting <laughs> <laughs> I know, Simeon's, Simeon's a Fangraph's favorite, yeah. and he, he's actually someone we'll talk about in a bit, either you or me, because mm-hmm. he's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> sure, we get the shortstop. Um, I had John Jaso getting Butler, I like Napoli and Santana, I'm fine with those. I have uh, Albert Pujols getting Mike Wright for the same reason you have CJ Crone. Why not? You, you know, it, it's a good matchup, and Pujols, 
still has plenty of pop. He has his flaws. He's you know he has his issues. It's a ball player. Uh, not sure about the LVP anymore, but uh, he has he has like forty homers last year. Like there's power there, uh, and and that's helpful in, in DFS. Um, I have Anthony Rizzo getting Jake Peavy again. San Francisco is the only reason I would be worried about that at all. I think he's going to be fine. Um, and then my kind of weird pick, uh, I wrote Will Myers getting Scott Kazmir. If I can take Derek Norris, I can also take Will Myers. I'm not pumped about it. It's not a slam dunk, but I think it's viable. He likes to hit lefties, and Scott Kazmir's not been that good. And the Dodgers' bullpen isn't that great outside of Kenley Jansen either. So um, if you believe in Will Myers and he's had an all right year, you know, I, I think that's a kind of a, a fine not obvious pick at first base uh, that I could see going okay for him. Um, Justin, did you have anybody else at first base that we didn't mention? Um, yeah, I mean, E5, it, you know, I, I know Tyler Duffy's been really, really good, and they're playing in Minnesota, which is more of a pitcher's park than it is a hitter's park, but I, I don't believe in Tyler Duffy. Yeah. So I think, especially maybe in my cash lineups, I might roll with E5 uh, in uh, in one or two of them today. I don't think it's ever a bad day for Edwin. Um, but Tyler Duffy's kind of an interesting polarizing guy. Brad, do you have strong opinions on Tyler Duffy? I haven't looked into him much. My my opinions couldn't be less strong, to be honest. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's a guy. I, I, I thought he was going to be better when I was looking at him last year. Uh, what I'm seeing this year is more you know, back of rotation, solid starter. He, Belongs in the majors. He's not a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not someone you're really going to look to in fantasy, per se. Uh, but he can be like a Kyle Loesch type, maybe. Sounds like you're okay with picking against him, though, if you want to go yeah. to five. Yeah. yeah, if you want to go against him, there's no problem with that. Yeah. Um, a, a, a Kyle Loesch type is the ace of the Minnesota Twins rotation. That might be true. <laughs> maybe he just looks better because he's pitching for Minnesota, and everyone's like, look at this guy. And it's like, he's not... He's, Fine. Uh, yeah, Brad, did you have any other first baseman that we even not leaving behind? Yeah, there's always guys to pick on at first base. Uh, we could talk about all the big names, uh, mm-hmm. but I think those are you know the interesting ones today that are a little different. Yeah, you could take you know Justin Bohr gets Tanner Roark, Jose Abreu gets Dylan G. You're right. First base is pretty easy. Uh, how about second base? A little bit trickier, Brad. Where, where are you starting at second base? I'm liking Neil Walker a lot today. Okay. Uh, it's Willie Peralta, who, for whatever reason, I've watched a lot of Willie Peralta starts, and he Ooh. he's a guy who, when, when you just watch him like pitching, throwing warm-ups, uh, he, he looks like a major league pitcher. He's mm-hmm. got 95 mile per He's got good movement on the fastball. Uh, the breaking ball doesn't visually look that bad. Uh, when he's up against actual hitters, though, he the command isn't there. He can't spot the fastball well enough. Uh, the breaking ball, for whatever reason, doesn't fool hitters, doesn't fool anybody. Uh, so he, he can't keep hitters honest off his fastball, and he's not spotting it, and he gets teed off as a result. And so Mets in particular tonight and Neil Walker at second base are favorites of mine. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of a favorite of ours to pick on, too. Uh, Justin, you made a noise. I assume you're not that in on Willie Peralta either. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. He is very uh, falling apart, um, Jonathan Sanchez esque. Yeah. Like he has, he has all those tools that you go, ooh. You look at him pitch, and like like Brad said, he looks like a guy who could be a stud. And then you actually watch him pitch in a game, and you're like, oh my god, how's this guy in the major leagues still? Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he's not a guy I enjoy watching at all. Yeah. So <laughs> Neil Walker against him should be just fine. Uh, Justin, where do you think you might go at second base? 
Um, I'm going to pay up a little bit, I think, today and go with either like a Daniel Murphy, uh, who, who's great against left-handers, uh, and, and getting Justin Nicolino. Mm -hmm. uh, again, with the Indians' love, Kipnis is another guy I, I wouldn't mind playing uh, a, a, around with. Um, and Ian Kinsler, who's been just like the kind of old Ian Kinsler, you know, or young Ian Kinsler for that matter uh, this year, um, you know, getting a nice matchup as well. I, I really like him today. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. He's been on fire for sure. He gets Matt Andresi, who had a two-hit shutout last time he came out. I was going to ask about that. Uh, the Tigers I... lineup, obviously, pretty talented. Uh, Brad, are you scared of Matt Andresi at all after that last outing? No. I wouldn't say I'm scared. Uh, I'll call him better than Tyler Duffy, but he's still more of a a core performer type guy, uh, so with maybe like a 4, 4.2 ERA. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you can go ahead and target him on any particular day and you know, have an opportunity to get a big night, especially out of a lineup like the Tigers. Yeah, that was a, a nice outing last time, but we tried to not have short memories. You know, I don't, I looked at him and I was like, oh, Andresi. And I'm like, wait, it's Matt Andresi. It should be fine. Uh, yeah, um, this is a little off topic, but I have not talked about our chat yet, and, and it's active. Our friend uh, Yancey Eaton in there, uh, not asking a baseball question, but wants to know, Brad, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, just to utilize our chat here, uh, he asked what we had for breakfast. I haven't had breakfast. Is, is it on my face? <laughs> no, it's not. But, uh, uh, I, had, I had some uh, maple brown sugar oatmeal. That's what I've been eating. No, no breakfast for me. Uh, uh, Justin, you have you eaten? I, I am eating my breakfast right now. It is a rock star. Um, <laughs> Energy <laughs> that and pretty much uh, chain-smoking cigarettes are uh, kind of the way I wake up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. That, that's a, a not a baseball question, but we do have a live chat going. So if you're listening, uh, watching live, you can type in there. And if you have more baseball questions, we'll try and work those in. Uh, but thanks for participating in there. Um, yeah, so it's second base. Back to second base. I have uh, Jonathan Scope getting Hector Santiago. I used to really like Hector Santiago, but he's looking not great. Uh, but Jonathan Scope can run into one. Uh, he hits right as well. He'll do fine against a lefty and Santiago too as well, I think. I'm not really worried about that. Um, I just kind of trust Jonathan Scope, who will quite often put up over fours for you, but also is very capable of connecting. You know, he, he's that kind of hitter. And there aren't a ton of them at second base. Um, I have Robinson Cano at Dan Straley, but like Brad said, you got to keep an eye on the weather. If that game's a go, that's a good matchup. Go nuts. You oh, know? yeah. If it's... But I wouldn't set it and forget it. You got to keep it. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't trust it to go. You got to make sure. Maybe a game time decision. But that's a good one. Um... I have, you know, Kipnis against Ed Buckles is fine. You know, Justin sounds like you're banking on Clay Buckles to implode, and I don't think that's not safe. I think that he's capable of that. Um, and then my last second baseman, I have Derek Dietrich getting Tanner Roark. I'm still on the Derek Dietrich train. Once D. Gordon, you know, went out, we kind of, a lot of us were like, yeah, Derek Dietrich. He hasn't made us look bad. He's been fine. So if he's at second base or, or wherever, uh, I think that's a fine matchup against Tanner Roark, who... I can't get his 15 strikeout game against the Twins out of my head uh, at all, but I still don't trust him that much. I think that uh, a lefty like Dietrich can do just fine against him. Um, Brad, who else did you have at second base? Uh, the other guy that I'm looking at that wasn't named, uh, Rugnet Odor tonight mm -hmm. against McCullers. Uh, McCullers uh, obviously has a lot of stuff. He's a good pitcher. Uh, not sure that I trust he's all the way back yet, and mm -hmm. that's why I would consider uh, any Texas uh, players uh, 
Odor in particular betting leadoff. Yeah, we said before that uh, McCullough's coming back is exciting. I think he has plenty of fantasy value. He's interesting, but he had a tough matchup in his return. It was Boston, and they beat mm-hmm. him up. You know, and then you're like, what do I take yeah. away from this? Is it that he's not ready? Is it that Boston's good, which they are? Like, yeah. Yeah. Could, could be a mix of both. Yeah. And the Rangers also have a pretty tough offense. Not as good as the Red Sox, but still up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin, do you have any second baseman that we didn't mention? Um, you know, if you're looking for kind of an extreme punt play on uh, DraftKings, $2,000 Chris Coughlin up against CC Sabathia. Another guy I wouldn't mind stacking against today, but mm-hmm. he, he's one of those guys that, like, if I'm really running low on money, that I always see him down at the bottom. And I like Chris Coughlin. He's not great, but he can hit one out. Uh, he has uh, on a number of occasions this year. Uh, but uh, Odor, I, I really like the call, especially in your MMA formats. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm not tired of Rugnet Odor jokes yet. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'll allow it. Wave, wave it on in. Uh, I, I like Coughlin. Uh, especially at that price in the matchup, just because he's Sabathia is not great. And I think we're going to be picking a fair amount of A's, actually, as we roll into this, um, which might be, oh, our, yeah. might be our segue to third base. Go ahead, Brad. Uh, what are you thinking at third base here? Does it start with Danny Valencia? Well, we've we certainly queued it up, so yeah. let's talk about Valencia. It has to, right? Uh, he's <laughs> hitting very well since coming back from disabled list. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing. Usually guys are a little slower after coming back, but he's on fire. Uh, Homer's all over the place. Mashes left-handed pitching. Uh, obviously, Sabathia is extremely targetable tonight. Uh, the only downside is the Yankees bullpen. Yeah. Uh, if Sabathia keeps them in the game, and it makes sense for the Yankees to be going to Batansis, Miller, and Chapman, then you got three blank innings in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, ho- hopefully the A... Just put it away early, and the Yankees go to some of their weaker options, and they, those guys can all continue hitting. I, I agree that the Yankees bullpen can be scary, for sure. Um, I had Steve Adams of MLB Trade Rumors on on Thursday, and he brought up a good point that, uh, according to him, and I haven't fact-checked, but I believe him, that the Yankees are currently carrying uh, three lefties in their bullpen, um, and it includes those two really good ones. But that could mean good things for these, you know... Ace guys we like who hit lefties, you know, at least that's at least a little bit of a better matchup for him. You still don't want to deal with Chapman and, you know, and, and those guys. But uh, it could be a little bit of a silver lining. I don't know. I'm trying to make take the edge off that uh, that bullpen a little bit. But but I agree. The Valencia's been hot, and he likes to hit lefties. Yeah. And, yeah, Sabathia you can take advantage of. Um, who else are you thinking at third base, Brad? Uh, even cheaper than Valencia, uh, Justin Turner, uh, batting second for the Dodgers most late lately. Uh, it's up against Christian Friedrich, who is not good. Uh, very, very much a contender for worst pitcher in the majors. Uh, so uh, that could be a, a pretty lopsided game, and Turner will have opportunities to drive and run, score runs, uh, even you know go for extra bases on multiple occasions. Yeah, I, I like that. He's been a little disappointing so far this year, but batting second for the Dodgers against Christian Friedrich yeah. is a good place and, to be. And most of that disappointment has come against right-handed pitching. He's still hitting lefties just fine. Yeah, that's true. I just got... So, back to our chat, uh, Steve pops in and says, don't misquote me, four. Four lefties in the Yankees' bullpen. <laughs> uh, and I welcome the correction. That Thank you. I, I Happy to be corrected there. So, yeah, a little more silver lining uh, for, for the... 
the A's picks there are guys going to, right-handers going up against the Yankees. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the correction. Uh, Justin, what are you thinking at, at third base? Where do you think you might be going? Uh, so many great options. You know, I hate picking against my Giants, but anytime, you know, Chris Bryant can go up against Jake Peavy, mm-hmm. uh, that just seems like a matchup made in heaven. And I know that it's a you know, pitcher's park, but uh, Bryant's power plays anywhere. So I'm, I'm not worried necessarily that it's in San Francisco. Um, Mikel Franco uh, is a guy that is uh, way too cheap, in my opinion. Again, going against Matt Whistler so at home. So I'm going to pick uh, on that matchup. Uh, if, if you've already got a shortstop that you've circled, you know, uh, feverishly, then um, I definitely like uh, Manny Machado at third. Mm-hmm. Uh, so playing against the lefty, he mashes everyone, but he especially mashes lefties as well. So he's another guy I'm looking at. Yeah, I, third base has become such a star-studded position. You know, we're not even we don't get Arenado today because you probably don't want him against Garrett Cole, but there's just so many other big names there lately. It feels like you, know, you get Brian, you can take Machado, like. It's become an expensive position. It's nice. Uh, so I like those. The only name I have what we didn't mention is Luis Valbuena getting Colby Lewis. And then that Astros infield is kind of mm. shuffled around a little bit. But when he gets in, there's some pop. And I don't think he, you know, can't hit against uh, Colby Lewis. I'd, I'd like to see more from him this year. You're just kind of looking for the cheap homer there. But uh, that's kind of his game. I think he's capable of that. So, um, Brad, did you have any other uh, third baseman we didn't mention? There's a few more. I'll just drop names. Uh, Todd Frazier, Josh Donaldson, and Nick Castellanos. Uh, all good matchups today. All power threats. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, you want to take us away at shortstop? What are you thinking there? Uh, well, let, let's talk about Semyon. We can have a little chat about him. Sure. Uh, very much the lefty masher. Can't can't really do much against righties. He, at least uh, through his career to this point, just doesn't hit righties very well. But lefties, he's... A very nice matchup against them. Uh, over 300 average, decent OBP, power, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, it, it's he, he's a guy who tends to you, you'll get a homer or two, or mm-hmm. you won't get anything. Sure. And lefties are kind of the exception where you might actually get some hits in between too, and so that's what I would like to use them. Uh, you get a little bit more floor involved with that power upside. Sure. Yeah. If I need to weigh in, Semyon gets a thumbs up from me too. I, I'm. I'm. I don't feel strongly, but if I had to go pro, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down, I'm a Semyon guy. Uh, Justin, do you have strong opinions about Marcus Semyon, and who else do you have at shortstop? Uh, yeah, I have extremely strong feelings towards Marcus Semyon, uh, aside from the fact that he's in the Bay Area, even though he's on the A's. Uh, he just he just destroys left-handed pitching. So, yeah. uh, And you get CeCe Sabathia, who I, I really like as a person, but... Um, and actually got to watch him pitch in high school uh, out here. Uh, he pitched uh, for Vallejo High School, uh, but uh, yeah, he's going to get mashed today by some of these some of these bats in, in Oakland. And I think Simeon kind of leads the core. He's going to be probably on every single one of my DraftKings lineup at thirty eight hundred. Is he? Uh, are you part of the campaign to move him out of the nine hole? Is he still batting ninth? I know a lot of people are upset about that. He's more seven eight now. Yeah, slowly moving. Yeah, up. and. The you know we were talking beforehand that you saw that Josh Reddick is out for a few right. weeks. Uh, he may move up even farther now, so yeah, that may be great news for him. I saw some tweet. I don't want to misquote it, but like that Semyon set some record for the A's already for most homers from the nine hole in a season by hitting like <laughs> nine or ten. And it's like that's a good thing. Slash, that's a bad thing. Like you want to not be there. It's a it's a weird thing. Uh, he already has like ten homers, which is considerable for sure but he also has his flaws 
Uh, also it, it reminds me. It reminds me a ton of Jock Peterson just being stuck in the eight hole last year. Yeah. Where you're just praying that, like, come on, just move him up a little bit, just a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, to sure. get still added, some added value. Yeah. Uh, so where else are you going at shortstop? I assume you're cool with Francisco Lindor getting Clay Buckles, another part of that stack, right? I'm not a big Lindor guy, so I don't usually go with him, but I- I'm not afraid to put any Indian into my lineup today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, Alzmedes Diaz. Uh, I believe it's a Ledmez, but yeah, it's not Ledmez. an easy one. It's not an easy one. Yeah, and I, I'm awful with names to begin with, so um, <laughs> I, I really like him. Uh, he he is good against left-handed pitchers. Gets uh, Corbin today uh, at home, uh, and Cor- it's not like Corbin has been what a lot of people thought he would be this year, mm-hmm. uh, and and not necessarily the biggest of Corbin fans to begin with. So I'm actually going to be running out a number of good. Uh, Cardinals today that hit well against left-handers. Sure. Um, Bird. Yeah. Uh, Brad, who else do you think in at shortstop? Just to stick on Diaz for a second, they also bumped him up to second in the lineup yesterday, which ha- has the feel of a semi-permanent move. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he definitely has the bat for it. I've been saying all along he should be batting first or second, and so it's good to see him actually jump up in the lineup, and that's going to really help his value. Uh, it's not going to be reflected in his prices today. Um, will be tomorrow probably, but for now you get a, a modest bonus for that too. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we we touched on Machado briefly at third base. I also like him at shortstop. And on DraftKings or not on DraftKings on Fanduel, he's only shortstop now. Uh, I don't know when they made that switch or why they made it permanent, but uh, now he's a shortstop only, and he's 3700 which is terribly underpriced. Yeah, you got to go there. That's that's kind of like the posy thing. You're like, you got it, right? Like that's, yeah, it's it's not as extreme as posy because uh, 2800 is absurd for someone who's not cold and as good as Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a huge bargain. It should be another... $800 on his price, at least. Feels like one of those picks where you're like, oh, I don't even get to pick a player. You just did it for me. That's who I have to use now. Uh, <laughs> but that's a good one, for sure. Um, I had, I, I like all those guys at shortstop. I had two more uh, that are a little bit, I don't know if sneakier is the right word, but um, I like Elidmus Diaz. I also got to mention Jed Jerko, if he gets in the lineup, they use him consistently. He's a lefty masher. That's the skill that he has, is that he can hit lefties. Um, and he has pop. Those are his two skills, essentially. Hits lefties and has some power. Uh, beyond that, has some troubles as a ball player. But that said, if you're playing DFS and you just need a little bit of power, you know, and sneaky somewhere like a shortstop position, or, you know, or second base. Not sure where he's going to play. But um, keep an eye out for Jed Jerko. I think this is a fine matchup for him if you want cheap power. Um, the other one I have is Corey Seager getting Christian Friedrich. Uh, that's lefty on lefty, but Corey Seager can hit lefties, and he did in the minor leagues. He's shown some some weird reverse splits at times. Uh, he's very talented, and it's Christian Friedrich. So I think some people might not want the lefty on lefty, and I think they would be incorrect. I think that uh, Corey Seager can handle lefties just fine, and I think he'll, you know, it's it's Christian Friedrich, and he's talented. Uh, they they're batting him in the heart of the order. I say thumbs up for Corey Seager at shortstop uh, for sure. Uh, okay, on to the outfield. Uh, Brad, what are you thinking in the outfield? Uh, plenty of options as usual, but what's jumping yes. off the page to you? Busy outfield day. I mentioned I love Mets today, mm-hmm. and that, that's an outfield you can use in, in total. Uh, Chris Grant, Curtis Granderson, uh, Ioannis Spedis, and Michael Conforto yeah. all good picks today. 
Conforto and Granderson are a little cold right now. If you're an advocate of the hot hand, you might prefer to go elsewhere. Uh, personally, I'm not concerned. I think they're going to do plenty fine against Willie Peralta at a pretty weak bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Spedis looks like a great play today, too, if you can afford him. Yeah. Uh, also liking Dodgers today. Uh, Yasiel Puig's super cheap on FanDuel, and there's a reason he's not hitting well. Uh, but for 2300 and that matchup against Friedrich, it's it, it, you, you got to really think about using him, even though he's not hitting well. And then Tracy Thompson's the guy who uh, mainstream baseball fans might know less of, uh, but mm. I actually expect him to be pretty popular tonight up against a lefty in San Diego. Yeah. No, he's trying to work his way into that starting role there, and very well might do it. Um, our friend Yancey in the chat wants to know if you're any interest in uh, in Matt McBride for the A's filling in for Reddick. He's only two thousand uh, dollars, and I have to admit I don't know anything about Matt McBride. Uh, are you interested, or do you know anything about Matt McBride, uh, Brad? I am looking at his page now. I've <laughs> I you... looked a couple of days ago, and I came away unimpressed. Uh, yeah. So I'll give it another look. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I remember who he is now. Yeah. Uh, he, he has a, a little bit of pop, and uh, I, I think at that minimum price, yes, it makes sense uh, in the same way that Alex Avila makes sense. Uh, you're you're taking a guy who hopefully won't be popular. Uh, that's the idea is you're getting pure production that no one else is, basically. And there's still some potential for some kind of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not one of these catchers who, you know, just a wet bat and can't hit anything. Uh, so there's there, there's upside to using him today, for sure. Yeah, all right. Yancey almost stumped us on Matt McBride. I was like, I'd heard that name, but I didn't have any analysis there. I mean, $2,000 in a good matchup like that, most people are at least interesting. You know, if he has some pop, even better. Uh, uh, Justin, where are you thinking in the outfield? Anywhere that uh, jumps off the page to you? Uh, I mean, the first guy who jumps off the page to me uh, is Stephen Piscotti. Okay. Uh, you know, great against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, I believe he's like top five or six uh, in WOBA against left-handed pitching. Uh, so, you know, getting Pat Corbin at home. Uh, and I just think feel like he's a guy who people kind of overlook in the outfield because there's so many other great options typically. Um Two guys that I believe will be very under-owned today, one, or actually both, kind of come with an injury caveat, so just make sure they're in the lineup, and that's Ryan Braun and Domingo Santana are both top 15 Mm -hmm. uh, in WOBA against left-handed pitching. Uh, They're going up against Steven Matz, who's a fantastic pitcher, but I'm extremely concerned with Matz's uh, injuries uh, this year and uh, his ability to go long distances in games because of that. I think the Mets will try to protect him, uh, and he could get pulled pretty early if if he is effective. So uh, I really like Braun and Domingo Santana. And then as much as I've been like the biggest Bryce Harper naysayer uh, and, and been eating a ton of crow for that, I mean, uh, the, the matchup today is amazing, yeah. um, though he could end up just getting seven walks. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked before about him getting walks so much, if that actually, like, affects his DFS ceiling a little bit, you know, and it's lefty on lefty with Nicolino, but I don't think anybody's worried about that. I think that uh, he will do just fine there. Uh, not worried. Um, yeah, I, I like all those guys. I wrote down um, 
Jason Wirth also gets Nicolino, and Jason Wirth can still mash on lefties really hard. That's a skill he still has. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with most people against Nicolino. I wrote Ben Revere, who's had a real tough, you know, return so far this year. But if you think that, you know, the Nationals are going to score a bunch of runs against the Marlins, and they very well might, like, he could easily be a part of that. Um, we talked about those other A's. You got to talk about Chris with a K Davis, right? Absolutely on fire. Like, say, at lefties, get Sabathia. I think if you like Sammy and you like Valencia, if you like the four lefties in the Yankees bullpen, uh, go with Chris Davis. That's fine. Same with Billy Burns. Um, my favorite pick for the day, I might I'd put a circle around it, or as Matt would say, stars and hearts. I have uh, Mark Trumbo getting Hector Santiago. When Mark Trumbo gets a lefty who's not overwhelming, I'd say go nuts. He's, you know, when he's on a hot streak, when, when things are going good there, I am I'm all about that. So... Uh, that that would be in one of my lineups for for sure. Um, and Dexter Fowler, who is impossible to get out, apparently uh, he gets uh, he gets Jake Peavy. It's San Francisco, but I'm not worried about Cubs going there, so uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, Brad, where else were you thinking in the outfield? I like a couple Phillies today. Uh, so Odubel Herrera is the one that's obvious, and he's mm-hmm. really good, making a very strong. All-star case, uh, some power, some speed, uh, really high OBP. That's mm-hmm. what's, I think, caught everyone off guard with him. Uh, just a huge plate discipline breakout. Uh, the other one I'm looking at is Tyler Goodell, who, if you look at the season numbers, they're not very good. They started playing him every day on May 4th, and he's hitting something like, here, I have it written down here. He's hitting... 325, 357, 500 since he started playing every day. And he has, over that period, two walks and one strikeout. Uh, so that's 42 play appearances. He's putting everything in play. Yeah. Uh, makes him a nice high-variance pick. Yeah. Uh, those those uh, all-in-play guys. Uh, the, the issue is, over time, someone's going to figure out a scouting report that says, don't throw him strikes. And... Yeah. That then the the numbers are going to go away. But for now, as long as guys like Matt Whistler are throwing strikes to him, he can get hits, uh, he can pile them up, and uh, be pretty productive against a pretty bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good deep pick for sure. I feel like the, a lot of people. Yeah, go... top selling point. I forgot two thousand dollars on FanDuel. Yes, also that, uh, which makes anybody interesting. Um, yeah, no, I think a lot of people just the Phillies aren't that popular, and it's easy to go, oh, Phillies, ugh. right? And it's like they're a terrible lineup. <laughs> there's, there's value. Only the Braves are worse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, Justin, do you have any other outfielders we didn't mention that you don't want to leave behind? Uh, sure. Uh, the number uh, three or the third ranked out or third ranked player uh, with the highest uh, OBP or sorry WOBA against right-handed pitching is Marlon Bird. Okay. Uh, getting uh, Clay Buck bolts today again. So, again, picking on the Indians. Uh, Michael Saunders uh, I like against Tyler Duffy as well. Mm-hmm. And there was one more guy that I was trying to find. Oh, well, Kiki Hernandez, uh, always against the lefty, is uh, is an interesting uh, kind of guy to throw in there. That's a good one. I don't know how I, I dropped the ball on Hernandez because I love him anytime he gets a lefty. That, you know, yes, I didn't have that written down, and I love it. Sometimes he plays infield. A lot of times he plays outfield, but absolutely mashes lefties. I'm all in there. That's a, that's a good one. Um, only other ones I had, I have Christian Yelich getting Tanner Roark, because why not? He's an on-base machine. 
if you want any of the Pittsburgh outfielders against Eddie Butler, I, those are all fine too. You know, uh, they're doing well. Um, yeah, and Colby Rasmus getting Colby Lewis, Colby on Colby because Colby Rasmus keeps hitting homers. <laughs> Uh, on Colby violence. <laughs> basically, yeah. I mean, Colby Rasmus has just turned into one of these like twenty, thirty homer guys that'll do just fine. So yeah. Um. All right, Brad. Let's get started with pitchers. Kind of a weird pitching day. Um. Definitely some options though. Uh. Who looks interesting to you on Friday? So, the way this day is set up, and when you look at days like this on paper. Uh, you're, you come away saying, I have to use an ace. Okay. Uh, t- t- tends to be that there's somebody who's not an ace who's going to have a good day and kind of make you look dumb. Uh, but just based on the guys who are out there, there's a lot of kind of mid-tier type pitchers uh, and a lot of bottom-tier pitchers too. Uh, so you're, you're left w- looking at a few top choices. Jake Arrieta is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Derek Cole, I mentioned, is pretty cheap on DraftKings, but he's also expensive on FanDuel. Do you, uh, you trust him against the Rockies? Because it's on the road. Yeah, I don't have a problem targeting the Rockies at PNC Park. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a very power-centric lineup, and that's, I think, the second-worst park for power. Yeah. So you know, they can still hit home runs. It's not like nobody hits home runs in Pittsburgh, but it, that's how they generate their offense, and Cole has a, a definite advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guys I like, I think Jose Quintana has a very good chance for a win against Dylan G. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, he isn't really affected by U.S. Cellular Park either, uh, so you don't have to worry too much about home runs. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's always a risk, but uh, it's not really elevated just because he's pitching at home. Well, and then, uh, it's, sorry, we, we've also in recent weeks talked about how the Royals just aren't that scary anymore, right? Right, right. They they're not scary. They're especially not scary against left-handed pitching, and uh, yeah, that's they're they're a team you can go after. And Quintana is definitely a guy who's running hot and looking very sharp this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Justin, how about you? Who, who do you think you might go with on the pitching side? Uh, anybody you know looking real sharp to you? Well, I, I really like the Quintana call because uh, that, that's a guy who's probably going to be in the majority of my uh, DraftKings lineups. Uh, Aaron Sanchez versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, strikes out at like over 25% of the time against uh, right-handed pitching, um, and it, it's always fun to troll Yancey Eaton. <laughs> yeah, uh, An- Anibal Sanchez, is he's had kind of a... a... He, he's been bad, but uh, the Rays don't hit righties, so I think even there, I'm... Hold up, I, I think we need to do some clarification. It's a Anibal Sanchez and Aaron Sanchez day. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's facing oh, the uh, Twins, Anibal's facing the Rays. I'm sorry, uh, yes, it's Anibal, uh, Anibal Sanchez against Tampa Bay, but I also do like Aaron Sanchez against the Twins. Both are interesting. It's funny when I write yes. it down, I, I've seen it abbreviated as A.A. Sanchez for Aaron. You can't mm-hmm. just put A. Sanchez, yeah. Um, Anibal, I, I'm down on Anibal, but the Rays are looking like a, a offense that you could exploit, you know, against righties. So if you want right. to go cheap there, I don't think that's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, Anibal Sanchez. I don't think that's nuts at all. Um, and Aaron Sanchez getting the Twins, also a lineup that you can take advantage of. Probably got to pay a little bit more for that. But, but yeah, no, I, I agree. That would be just fine. Um, Brad, are you considering, I already asked you about him earlier, but in this matchup, would you go near Matt Andresi getting the Tigers coming off a two-hit shutout? I'd I'd think about it. Yeah, yeah. it's 
something that's going to be pretty unpopular. And the thing about pitching uh, as a discipline is it's very feel-based. And so you can have these streaks where kind of mediocre guys have a really good feel of a, a specific thing. And I don't have any information that says that's what's happening with Andreessy, uh, but it's possible. And when there's possibility and there's these uh, opportunities, uh, Tigers do strike out, and the, uh, the Rays just aren't going to be popular tonight in general. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a nice fade opportunity. Uh, yeah. Not one that I'll be using personally, but I won't say don't do it. Are you all right? Uh, one of the most interesting matchups that I think today. There's a lot of good pitchers going. Uh, what do you think of Matt Whistler against Aaron Nola? Again, two of the worst offenses <laughs> in baseball. This, this, this is going to be a, a fun one. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I'm going to watch it just because it's probably going to be like a, a two to one ball game. Sure. Uh, MLB TV, for some reason, thinks that I live in the Philly market, so I have those games blacked out. I actually live in the Baltimore and Nationals market, and I don't want to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch the <laughs> Orioles and Nationals on most days, so yeah. uh, uh, can't watch Philly's games. But, and I know I could use a proxy, but I got hacked the last time I did that, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> scared away from that. Uh, so Matt Whistler's been bad before he's a guy I used to pick on he's a, he's a guy who had splits but always had some talent and said oh if he puts it together looks like he might be putting it together um and going against the Phillies is a good thing do you believe in Matt Whistler and no. uh no you're not in I, I know I know our week one guest Paul Spore is a big fan of Whistler yeah I I don't see it the advanced stats like his expert something like 4.88 Sierra's up there too uh he's got a Working from memory, I think it's a two point or no, he's got a point two two four BAPIP. Okay, that's what. It was. Yeah, a two twenty four BAPIP. I was confusing myself by saying point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's it's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with Whistler right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he's doesn't have strikeout stuff. Uh, he has decent command. There's just there, there's not a lot there to like. He's another back of the rotation guy. I'd put slot him in behind Tyler Duffy in terms of talent. All right, so not buying on Whistler. I assume you're all in for you Aaron. Can Nola. use him tonight. Yeah, <laughs> against the Phillies. <laughs> Phillies right? are bad. <laughs> uh, are you all in on Aaron Nola getting the Braves though? That's a oh, yeah, good pitcher and a good matchup. That's that's a fantastic matchup. My only concern is that they're pretty careful with him mm -hmm. uh, pitch count wise. Uh, I noticed like. He'll have games where he's like 85 pitches through seven innings. He'll pull him. Yeah. Like they have, they have no problem taking him out after seven innings. He's probably not going to give you more than that. And so given his price tags, uh, he's pretty expensive on both sites. I'd rather go for a guy who has a chance at a complete game. Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that's a good call. Um, I wrote Sonny Gray getting the Yankees because the Yankees are also becoming a team that you can – not necessarily stream against, but definitely confidently pitch against. They're not good right now. I could see them getting better, yeah. but they're not good right now. So uh, I trust Sonny Gray uh, against the Yankees without yeah. flinching. I think that'd be fine. Um, I wrote Carlos Martinez getting the D-backs. Uh, is it home? Uh, I think Carlos Martinez is plenty talented. You know, uh, the D-backs are not a great matchup, but not one I'm, I'm necessarily scared away of, at least, you know, being away from Arizona. And then, um, Justin, I have Corey Kluber going to Boston. It's not a great matchup for him. Uh, Kluber's good, though, and again, banking on Buckles maybe falling apart. Would you consider finishing your Indian stack with Corey Kluber? Are you in on Corey Kluber? No. No? There's no way. 
I mean, and I love Corey Kluber, but I mean, against Boston, I just and he just hasn't looked the same. You know, Eno uh, Saris on, on the uh, Sleeper and Bust podcast talks a lot about how he just has a bad fastball, and so if, if the rest of the stuff isn't working well, he he can get lit up. And mm-hmm. yeah. Boston is a team that can take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, that could be a high-scoring game then. I like Corey Kluber a lot, too, but I'm scared to send just about anybody to Boston right now. It, it's, yeah, he, it, no, it I just mean, reminded yeah. me to pull him for my auto new lineup. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's it's not a good time for that. It's weird to think about benching him, but I, I get it for sure. Um, Justin, is there any other pitchers that you like for, for Friday? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this pitching slate. So, like, for me, it was Aaron Sanchez, uh, Minnesota, Anibal in, in, in Tampa Bay. Um you know, I will say I don't like the Sonny Gray call. Okay. Uh, because to me, he just, he's a guy that, I know he looks a little bit better in his last start, but he 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 does not look healthy. Something looks wrong, and mm-hmm. it's uh, something I've been kind of saying over the course of the last week on a number of different podcasts that I've uh, guested on or on my own uh, site, is that I, I he, he's not placing his breaking stuff well. Uh, it does not look the same. He, the uh, The metrics on his fastball are awful compared to last year. Uh, even though he's, uh, uh, the, the speed of it, the velocity is only down a uh, half a degree uh, from last year around this time. So he's just a guy that I, I need to see two or three nice starts from him before I'm willing to buy in. I know he's, he talked to the media and said he fixed the mechanical problems that sure. are going on with him. Right. But you know, <laughs> really, really got to show me first. Uh, I mean, he, he'll probably be extremely under-owned in spite of the fact that he's cheap because of his struggles this year. But I, I'm just not willing to do it until uh, until I've seen it. Sure, that's that's very fair. I, I don't doubt that you've followed it closer than I have, and and that's worth noting. Uh, absolutely, uh, I, I agree. I still feel like a matchup against the Yankees is okay in general. But if if those concerns are there for Sunny Gray, then especially might be a stay away. Um, Brad, were there any pictures we didn't mention that you feel like you you need to consider as well? I, I think that covers it. I I do like. The talk about Sonny Gray, uh, he's definitely interesting today because of those Yankees. He's 6,800 on DraftKings, which is where I'd be considering him. Uh, mm-hmm. 8,600 on FanDuel, just not worth it. He could pay 400 more get Aaron Nola, mm-hmm. uh, which is well worth the cost. Uh, another 400 gets you to Jose Quintana, uh, who's a complete game potential tonight. Uh, so <laughs> not, not on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, he's super cheap. If you want to try to believe in his words to the media and hope that his mechanics are fixed. The, the one thing I picked up from his comments was he was talking about fastball location. And as Justin pointed out, it's all about the curveball right now. His breaking ball is the problem. Uh, he's got to be able to spot that in the zone better. He's got to be able to get more swings on it. And until that happens, it doesn't matter if he's hitting spots with his fastball. It's just going to be too hittable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something's going on for sure. Excuse me. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so for Friday, uh, Matt and I are doing the Field of Streams contest uh, every day, and, and I have his pick here. Uh, uh, Justin, if you're not familiar, or if you're listening, you're not familiar. Uh, my my co-host during the week, Matt and I, uh, pick a pitcher that is less than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues every day of the season, and we keep track. And so it's kind of a streaming contest to see who can compile the best stats. Um, and because it's less than 50% owned. Uh, the selection can be tricky, but for Friday it looks like uh, Whistler or Andresi. You can take Straley, Duffy, Colby Lewis. Uh, 
Matt's taking Hector Santiago getting Baltimore, which, you know, they, there's a lot of strikeouts there, and if you can keep the ball in the park, that's that's not bad. I'm going with uh, Whistler. I think I'm I'm not quite on the uh, Paul Spore end of the spectrum and believing him, but I don't know if I'm as dead on him as Brad is. I'm probably more on the Brad side, but so far so good, and it's the Phillies, so I, I'm, I'm taking that matchup, even if he might not get much help against Nola. Um so we're going to register those two picks, write them down. Um, so that's it for Friday. Uh, before we get out of here, let's take a look at Saturday and Sunday and just a, a quick preview of the weekend to see what looks good um, that's coming up, what you might be watching. If not even playing DFS, what you're watching. Um, on Saturday, again, for these picks, there's there's streaming options, but Matt and I both like uh, Kevin Gosman getting the Angels. He's only 47% owned in Yahoo Leagues, uh, and that's probably that's too low. I think he's been good and the angels are, they have their issues as we talk about plenty. Uh, so I like that as a matchup and that should be interesting to watch on Saturday. Um, he gets Matt Shoemaker also is a good matchup for him, at least on the other side of the hill. Uh, Brad, what are you looking at on Saturday, either DFS wise or just, you know, as a baseball fan, not the Phillies to watch apparently, uh, but who <laughs> yeah. else might you be watching? I didn't, I would actually be interested in the Phillies game uh, mm-hmm. just because I want to get more looks at Adam Morgan, uh, get a better sense of who he is as a pitcher, if he's someone who can stick or is more of a swing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's uh, Morgan versus Williams Perez in the battle of bad pitchers versus bad lineups. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be yeah. an interesting game. Uh, also intrigued by this Pat Dean fellow out of Minnesota. I made some jokes about him in the uh, Daily Grind column today. Uh, left-handed pitcher, throws 89, could really get torched by the Blue Jays. Yeah, when you said you're intrigued by him, I was like, in what way? Because I have another <laughs> yeah. one. You're in- intrigued mostly by his potential to blow up. <laughs> yeah, that could be an ugly day uh, for the Twins, for sure. And that's, yeah, that's just a DFS exclamation point, right? You're like, all right, yeah. that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Justin, how about you on Saturday? Anything you're looking forward to? Matt Cain versus John Lester? Uh, yeah, always looking forward to Matt Cain pitching again. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, I mean, DFS-wise, I'm, I'm really looking at the kind of Cleveland-Boston matchup mm-hmm. uh, in terms of two starters who probably can't go a total of, you know, six innings between the both of them. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I'm a huge Bauer fan, and I have been for a long time. But uh, I just, you know, neither of them probably going to make it past the fourth inning yeah. uh, in that game. So, uh, but I mean, regular kind of baseball wise, the Joe Ross uh, Jose Fernandez matchup in Miami uh, is just uh, is porn for pitching. So I, I'm going to be really interested in watching that one. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting for sure. I like Joe Ross. Joe Ross has crazy splits, but he's he's making it work uh, for sure. I I just traded him. In, I mean, in a season long league, I just traded Nomar Mazzara uh, for Joe Ross uh, because my team, all my pitching staffs have just been ravaged, absolutely yeah. ravaged. Well, he can help. I like that. that. That's a that's a fun trade. Um, and then for Sunday, where are you looking? Looking a few days ahead, but how do you think you might end your your weekend baseball wise? Anything sticking out to you? The uh, the the Granky uh, uh, Jaime Garcia matchup uh, on Sunday. I, I really want to see if Granky's starting to turn a corner. He is much better here. He has been better on the road mm-hmm. uh, than at home. So uh, and then Jaime Garcia is always an interesting guy to watch uh, as long as he's healthy. 
Yeah, we got a question in our chat actually about Granky, and I wasn't going to bring it up because you know it wasn't on uh, on Friday. But asking, uh, is he having home road problems? Brad, are you worried about Granky? Yeah. What are you What are you doing here with your uh, Zach Granky owner? Not much you can yeah. do, right? No, there, there's there's not much you can do. I think you just keep using him, uh, same as if you own David Price or Chris Archer. Mm. You know, some of these struggling aces like Matt Harvey, there's serious cause for concern. Uh, yeah, I think about sitting them in a lot of matchups. Uh, yeah. Some of these other ones, you use them. I can't find a reason why they're not doing well, so I'm just gonna keep riding them until something good happens. And Granky's a guy that has at times lagged behind his peripherals. You know, had good peripherals yeah. and the results haven't shown up, and but sometimes they do in big ways, like last year. So no, I, I you just kind of got to go. And as for Sunday, I'm going to St. Louis. I'm not that scared of the Cardinals lineup. It's not bad, but it's not a stay away from me. You know, there's talented hitters in it, but I think you can trust your pitchers there. If you trust the pitcher in general, I'm, I'm trust them in right. St. Louis. Um, yeah. Uh, how about you on Sunday? Who, who's, who's looking good to you? Or at least what do you want to watch? Uh, assuming the potential rainout tonight doesn't change the pitchers involved, uh, uh, Wade Miley versus Alfredo Simon has the potential for 20 runs. You're not <laughs> a Wade Miley guy? I'm I'm a, I like Wade Miley just fine. I just don't like him at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, I think that's a, a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I can see that. Um, on Sunday, that was I was thinking about making up my field of streams pick because I believe in him, but he's been homer prone, and there are some good uh, actual right-handed bats in that Reds lineup, like Eugenio Suarez and Brandon Phillips and Zach Cozart. Like that infield can actually hit lefties, you know. So. I do like Wade Miley. I agree that I don't know like that I like that matchup, especially a guy that you know can give up homers. So my advice to you would be to go to one of these uh, pitchers in Pittsburgh, uh, either uh, Bettis or Acasio. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Matt... a good park for pitching. <laughs> yeah, Matt's picking Jared Eikhoff on Sunday. Uh, getting Atlanta. We picked him last time. Yeah. That seemed like a slam dunk, but he has his weakness against the lefties, and and they actually got him hit around a little bit against Atlanta last time, which is a weird phrase that we don't get to use that often this year. Um, but he did get hit by lefties. He Now he gets a rematch against them. He didn't get beat up that bad, and they're still not very good. So I don't think that's crazy to go with go with him again there. Um, I think I might take uh, Adam Conley, who's still somehow eligible. He gets uh, the Nationals. Unfortunately, he what? gets Max Scherzer, but uh, he gets right. the Nationals. He's still eligible. Um, but he's shown that he's he's fairly competent, and... Uh, I'm not that worried about the Nationals. Uh, they're decent, and they have some good left-handed bats, but the right-handed guys are Wilson Ramos and Jason Wirth and, and those guys. So uh, I'm going with Conley there. I thought about Miley. Uh, you scared me off a little bit. It's just it's a bad part. Um, but Nicasio wouldn't be bad either. Uh, Justin, you have anything else that, that looks good on the weekends for you? Anything else on Sunday? No, I, I usually try to kind of get some sleep because I work weird hours. So... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I stay up for at least one game, and then uh, I try to spend the rest of the day in bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just get to take some the weekend off from baseball a little bit. Um, okay, well, that should do it for us, for obviously for DFS for Friday, and then uh, for what's going on for the weekend. Um, Justin, thanks for joining us. Where can people uh, catch you and follow you? You said you're podcasting all over the place and run your own stuff. Uh can follow you on Twitter, but but what else you got going on? Yeah, you can uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, Justin Mason FWFB. Uh, I am the uh, co-owner and kind of lead fantasy analyst over at FriendsWithFantasyBenefits.com. 
Uh, we do a we're pretty much doing daily podcasts uh, for baseball right now, five days a week. Uh, two DFS ones on Tuesday and Friday, uh, a prospect podcast on Monday, and then kind of regular baseball shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, warning: It is very uh, NSFW. If you don't know what that means, it's not safe for work. We we swear a lot. We we don't bleep anything. Um, it is uh, guys talking like guys. So if you have sensitive ears, I would recommend not coming over. But if you're into that kind of thing, uh, I, I'm just very glad that I didn't uh, drop an f bomb or anything like that on this one. Sure. Sure. Well, that, that sounds fun. Yeah, over at uh, Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Go check out uh, Justin's show, Justin's site, and, and doing plenty of content over there. Uh, Brad, got a question in the chat from Sam. Wants to know, are you going to Fangraph Sabermetric Day? Yes, I am. Uh, very excited. Uh, we're just starting to talk about it uh, on our uh, internal Slack page. Uh, uh, it was something that was announced to us as a group back in... I want to say January, yeah. maybe in December, uh, and just hadn't heard anything about it since then until a few days back. So I'm very excited again, getting ready. Uh, Got to figure out how I'm getting up to New York from North Carolina, but I'll I'll, I'll solve that problem. <laughs> Brad will be there. Do you know when that is off the top of your head? It's the June 17th to 19th. I forget which day is the actual uh, sabermetrics day for the public, but yeah. that's when we'll be up in New York. Yeah. And that'll be, uh, yeah. And Brad will be there. Um, Sam in the chat says he'll see you there. Um, Sam also says, Justin really liked the Matt Bush article. So yeah, again, go check that out. Thank the, you very much. Justin wrote, I read it too. I really liked it also. So, um, yep. yeah, I think that'll about do it for us. Brad, you got anything going on other than just daily grind? Yeah. <laughs> Grinding away. Same, same as always. Well, uh, Brad is on Twitter at baseball eighteen. Make sure to give him a follow. A lot of DFS stuff going on. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Thanks to everybody that uh, joined us in the the chat today and uh, watched. Uh, somebody says congrats on the win. Did you win the Invitational, Brad? Is that what's being referenced? Yeah, I, I finally won one of those things. I actually had a really good lineup yesterday. Um, uh, came this close to making a ton of money with it. Uh, as it was, still made like hundred bucks, which was Roughly what I was down yeah. to begin with, so back to even. Won your invitational, won your own Hopefully contest. Hopefully we can string some things together. Well, the, the way my season's been going is I get a decent win and then just cold for yeah. 15 days. I get a decent win and cold, and yeah. I only play GPP, so that's not really like unexpected behavior, but... Sure. I would just like to have two or three wins in a row at one point. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, Brad's running those contests. Definitely follow him on Twitter to play in those with him. Uh, a lot of Rotographs people, people in the chat are playing that. That's pretty fun. So uh, so join up there. Um, thanks to Brad, and thanks again to Justin for joining us. Glad having you on. Um, that'll do it for us for Friday. I'll be back on Monday with Matt. I think Matt will be back in the country. i got to check, make sure he's okay. Didn't <clears throat> eat too much Tim Hortons or get lost up there. But uh, he'll be back. We'll be back on Monday. Um, thanks to, to Brad and to Justin. Uh, good luck on your stacks this weekend, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.